Welcome to Risk Roundup. When quantum communications, quantum computing, and quantum radar brings the potential to undermine the ongoing information age technologies and infrastructure, the global security landscape and power dynamics are expected to change rapidly. Moreover, the emerging intelligence apparatus, satellites, secure communication networks, and stealth technologies are expected to fundamentally transform all components of a nation across cyberspace, aquaspace, geospace, and space, in short, referred to as CAGS. So as quantum computing, an emerging technology based on the principles of quantum physics and theory is increasingly becoming important and gaining traction for all the components of a nation, but especially the financial industry, it is important to understand what the strategic implications of advances in quantum physics are. To discuss quantum physics as it relates to the financial systems, I'm delighted to welcome Joseph Permis to this roundup. Joseph is the founder and chairman at National Working Group on New Physics and is based in the United States. Welcome, Joseph. We are so very honored to have you on Risk Roundup. Thank you, my friend. Uh, it's an honor to share uh, this dialogue with you. Uh, it's a topic of great interest uh, to me throughout decades of my life. Wonderful, wonderful. So, Joseph, what is driving the experimentation and adoption of quantum physics application? Quantum physics uh, is uh, uh, in conflict with general relativity and uh, quantum physics tends to explain things at a small scale um, and general relativity at the large scale. And the two have been kind of at war for a long time. But quantum physics uh, is where we're moving towards because it, it influences how we actually can control matter uh, uh, through uh, propulsion, um, energy generation, and artificial intelligence. Um, all of those things, propulsion, energy, and AI, absolutely drive the global economy in every which way you can possibly name. Um, and having, you know, 40 offices in, in uh, 10 nations back before Google Googled, building the infrastructure for companies like First Data, which runs the global credit card processing industry. Um, uh, uh, Mitchell Mattis building bank software throughout Manhattan um, and the Baby Bell Laboratory for voiceover IP by 98. We had a front row seat back then for the evolution of the electronic economy. Uh, I cannot say that we invented the internet, <laughs> but uh, we played a pretty big role in evolving the first uh, epoch of the internet economy. Yes. And so I have made it a primary focal point of my career. Yes. No, that, that is definitely... Uh, to include economics of the future. Business of the future. You can't separate them yes. anymore. 
Yes, very true, very true. And you made a very interesting point that AI is driving quantum you know, physics. So for a lot of people, they do not see the correlation that they are thinking that with you know, quantum physics emerging the applications, that the AI, what is happening in the field of AI, that uh, they are not able to interconnect both the fields. So you made a very interesting point that that is one of the drivers for the emerging you know, applications. So where from my understanding, I see two areas where the applications are emerging. One is, of course, the military applications, and the other is the financial applications. Are there any other sectors where you see the quantum applications emerging? Uh, well, there are several. Uh, the the uh, one of them is currency itself. Uh, you see the emergence of cryptocurrencies. Uh, you know um, that are uh, have very uh, interesting and valuable qualities of privacy management and uh, a protection of, of of private transactions, but, but also you have big questions like, uh, well, what does the U.S. Treasury have to say about that? <laughs> you know, uh, and what is the future backing of the dollar? But quantum physics also deals with fundamentally how information is stored, protected, and shared. And as quantum computing comes about, you're gonna have incredibly more rapid communications with a lot more intelligence. Um, AI combined with quantum physics means that you will have thinking in internet everywhere. You'll yes. have money to think. You'll have debit information. These transformations are sweeping, and um, and and so I, my particular focus is as it as as it impacts economics. Quantum physics is going to redefine the new basket for the U.S. dollar. Okay, uh, by creating a a digital currency that can be enforced and managed. Properly by regulatory agencies of the United States and other to legal status, if you will, um, and that's one of the objectives of uh, half of my life at ManyOne.org. That's very interesting, and the point that you made that you will see the these things thinking like you will see Matt, it's almost like you know not only just humans you know thinking will evolve but also you will see machines thinking evolve because of ai and of course because of the applications of uh, quantum you know physics but also we will see the thinking or you know intelligence gathering capability of matter and you know probably mother nature we will we are probably going to see fundamental transformation because we are not just talking about intelligence evolution in humans, but intelligence evolution in machines, intelligence evolution from matter and from intelligence evolution from mother nature. So with it's carbon is carbon meets silicon. Yes. yes or carbon yes. invents how to use it. And so imagine this, you know, uh, uh, we're, we're facing a, world in the robotic, robotic economy that can animate beings like Coca-Cola, 
or your Toyota automobile or your uh, uh, Apple cell phone. And so, so we are, we are wholly dependent now as a globalizing civilization upon uh, machines that help us think and work faster. What, what I would expand the question from just quantum physics, but to physics, how physics is impacting the economy. Yes. You then add in propulsion and energy, um, particularly uh, those two govern how machines and we move, how we power. And the brains of the machines are AI. Yes. And so I, I've been working with my teams on a, a new AI platform that interconnects other AI platforms in a manner that is sort of like future proof because we can interconnect with all sorts of AI systems. But, but in terms of economics, I, I, I admire Wall Street and I admire uh, uh, the efforts of the Treasury uh, 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 itself to figure out how you get a systematic regulatory infrastructure uh, around uh, digital currencies so that you can have regular markets, you can have uh, uh, the same kind of predictive powers that we have enjoyed for a century uh, and that have been thrown into some degree of flux because after all, what is currency? Yes. And so digital envelopes that are secured by, let's just take the United States. What makes a dollar bill different from a piece of double applied toilet paper? Somewhat the same difference. Okay. The full faith and credit. Yes. Of the Constitution. It's honest, right? That who is backing it and whether that is a reliable backing. And is a legal tender for all debts, public and private. Those two sentences on every buck in your pocket. Yes. um, Define the difference between one piece of paper and toilet paper. Yes. And so the great gift of Wall Street and its, 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 its sister institutions around the world is that they've proved that uh, future values-based fiat currency works. And so in the digital age, I, I'd like to see the US Treasury uh, evolve uh, uh, the dollar backing Oh, uh, to include not just the basket of energy to burn through oil, but but to include intellectual property of of yourself, of people in the basket that backs the dollar. Yes. So think about it. If, yeah, that, if you were to put in a basket of currency of every portal and website and sound song story on social media. And that backs an electronic dollar. That's something that's really rugged. No, and that, that's what people are seeking. Yes, you are right about it. And I hope that they create that platform and that infrastructure because right now you see so much theft of intellectual property. I mean, a lot of other countries, you know, are just stealing, you know, intellectual property, modifying a little bit and then putting in their own uh, products and services. And uh, so many nations lose because of that. And uh, if you, we have seen the cryptocurrencies also, so many cryptocurrencies, you know, emerged, you know, and, 
every you know ico that went on you know launched that they all had their own cryptocurrency you know with that and investors lost so much money in that so there are yeah, what you were telling me if that is going on and if that is uh, going to materialize that would be uh, so useful into it would be so beneficial for the not only financial industry but the global economy because it will bring some sort of uh, stabilization because uh, this uh, blockchain and cryptocurrencies and icos has you know damaged uh, financial industry to certain extent because of the lack of credibility and investors just you know uh, invested so much in that without you know doing due diligence uh, just based on white paper so there is a lot that has happened so i'm really glad to hear that you know uh, this uh, applications are emerging and uh, the us dollar would be in that form and uh, uh there will be a solid backing of the us uh, treasury and that is something to look forward to and it more than that you know it it would be energy efficient because we want all these blockchains you know all these digital applications that are emerging that we want, all the systems we want them to be energy efficient and with uh, quantum you know physics uh, and with uh, neuromorphic computing and all we uh, hope that you know this is going to materialize uh, very soon that we will be seeing those uh, uh, complex challenges complex problems solved so you talked about this cryptocurrency and united states you know initiatives but what other initiatives are emerging in the financial industry from across nations how many and how many other financial institutions are working towards developing some sort of quantum applications this is this brings us to uh, uh, an example of what can happen let me give you a hypothetical okay let's say that you have a lifetime card okay that is the same footprint as a debit or credit card okay and that it can have visa mastercard mx discover etc uh logos on it or at banks that that sponsor it um but a lifetime card let's say it it has multiple currencies in it synced with the cloud so you can have us dollars you can have french francs you can have education dollars that are only spendable for education purposes for example you could have um utah dollars uh you so if you had a common carrier of a of an envelope of multiple currencies that each uh, nation that each state that each local community or that each sector can create in in the sense of uh, a, a democratic supermajority of say a state wants to build 12 new high schools the power of this idea is you could have uh, say utah education dollars to build 12 high schools without taxation why look if google google went public with a big red multi-billion dollar loss for years right um years before it broke a dime but uh it had future values estimated right so if we can give non-inflationary monetary creation power to google through an ipo 
why can't we give it to a young newborn girl who's about to Google? And and say she is worth her life, her future life is a future value that we can roughly project and fund to get her through college. And so I see an evolution of crypto, uh, of new currencies that are formally backed by by regulatory agencies of 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 modernized nations that are legitimized. You know, think you know blockchain and and bit uh, bitcoin and and such able to follow a path to be legitimized by uh the treasuries of nations uh that's the the project that i've uh I've been working on and it's symbolized by something like a lifetime card that can hold multiple currencies in the same envelope it's very interesting. I think it's uh, evolutionary what you're talking about. I'm going to think about this concept a little more because it would fundamentally transform uh, the very fabric of society and how we, uh, from the birth of a child and how we educate and how uh, that child is able to think or create or, you know, wants to do anything, how it could be funded. And how I think it's very evolutionary. I'm, let, me give you an let me give you an example that's real life. Ithaca, New York, uh, named after a wonderful ancient uh, city. Um, and a friend of mine, uh, uh, Carl Sagan's uh, brilliant widow, Andrea, uh, 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 and I uh, partnered up on a, on a physics project, the solar sail, years ago. And when I flew out to Ithaca to spend time at uh, at their home, you know, that community, which Cornell University's built around, has Ithaca time dollars that are required to be used um, in order to get a business license, perfectly legal. And so the community uh, decided basically to make Ithaca time dollars um, a required currency to get a business license. So I was treated to meals and uh, lunches and dinner and a hotel transportation to Ithaca time dollars, which are completely compatible with the U.S. Constitution. But imagine generalizing that with, say, in the U.S., U.S. Treasury support for that kind of concept. And imagine if you have a common envelope internationally that can can contain local state national uh and sector specific currencies that are powered up by referenda of democracies of citizens over 30 years you could you could transform the entire taxation system um you could transform, uh, uh, I mean, uh, the, the bond markets in a fundamentally new way. And frankly speaking, Wall Street would have a new job, uh, measure the performance of, of the charges of these uh, currencies. Um, and I think that that's, a, you know, it's a multi-decadal uh, project, but I think it's very realistic 
very doable and frankly inevitable. No, it's a very promising uh, proposition and very promising hypothesis and it's certainly doable. And I'm also thinking that if we are able to integrate human identity with that in an effective way so that, you know, security, that that would be very transformative. I think uh, you're onto something. It's very, very evolutionary. And you said you are working on this? Yes. Uh, 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 it's, it's called manyone.org. And manyone is the English name for the motto of the U.S. And it's e, in Latin, e pluribus unum or from many one. And it's all about money. It's on every coin in a U.S. pocket. Okay. I mean, in nutshell, everything is about money, isn't it? I mean, if, if you look at, you know, college education or you look at, you know, anything, it is everything, it's, you know. Yeah, it's the circulatory system of it is. It for is. society. And there's nothing wrong with money. Yes, uh, there's, nothing, there's wrong. nothing wrong with money. You could, we can argue about how much uh, money becomes greed that's, that's unjust and inequitable, but... I'm certainly a capitalist, and and I and I really respect Adam Smith, and and so the 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 notion of uh, a third millennium capitalism that actually could be a card in your pocket, whether it's virtual or your cell phone, but you get my drift, where um, it contains your available spending power in multiple packages. So for example, if you're a professor and you get a grant from a government agency in Switzerland, wherever, um, and that grant is not originated out of taxation, but by a referenda amongst the citizens affected that say, this project is worthwhile, let us fund it, okay? And so the, the, and I think this is really important because in an age where even Wall Street executives are now competing with AI for a wage, um, we gotta be able to, uh, to uh, create wealth uh, out of the fact that we burned it. After all, let the robots work for us. Come on, you know, uh, and let them work for us. We need to be monetized. We need to be capitalized yeah. by our inventions and by our, our productivity and our accomplishments. Yes. And take some more time off. Yes, really. absolutely. Absolutely. We need to figure out new ways of making money for individuals because a lot of things are going to be uh, automated, you know, AI is uh, going to do more, replace most of the processes, you know, which we never thought possible. So, uh, yes, you know, jobs and wages, all that is going to decline. So, and economic, uh, not only technological singularity, but economic singularity will happen. So, we have to figure out for you know individuals how they are going to purchase things because if there are no jobs, if there are no earnings, then how is uh, income going to happen and how is uh, purchase going to happen? So yes, new ways we need to figure out how to create uh, opportunities for humans to make money and uh, uh, 
there are yes there are definitely new ways of uh, going forward and uh, here's a, here's a specific example how to do it um uh, at, at many one for example we want to to create six we want to create a, a billion uh new uh uh success stories in the global economy at the individual and main street level in 60 months okay here's how we propose it uh jump to the left hand side of the dot get your own domain uh and and your your songs your scrapbooks your stories your science uh your networks become you dot com forward slash facebook forward slash uh, uh, Instagram forward slash LinkedIn, not the other way around, and let them pay you every month uh, for the rights to use your, your IP. Exactly. Otherwise, I, fire their ass. I agree with you. I wrote okay. about my language, but so. yes, you are right. Absolutely, this is what I propose. That you know, we as you know, all these things are emerging. We need to figure out new ways. I mean, people say that let's have a universal basic income, but that is not going to be enough. We don't know how much is going to be enough for any individual or any family to live on. So let's create new sources. And this is what I said that the data that we create needs to belong to us and we then sell yeah. it. We I already wrote about that, you know, so you are absolutely yeah. right. And yeah. that is spot on. Yeah, we need we need but broader discussion on that because I did write about this I, on Forbes. I wrote an article and uh, I have started this discussion. But let's see how this goes forward. People like you need to talk about this more and make this a reality because there are some platforms emerging where personal data can be sold, and uh, they they are still you know emerging. But this needs a broader discussion because there are so many power players for this data, right? I mean, big data is a big business, so. All these uh, media, big media, you know, and, and uh, like Facebooks and Googles and all, they have controlling a lot of this data, which is fine, you know, because that was the model that, you know, they created and that worked. But we have to look towards the future, the security of the humanity. So we do need to create these platforms and we need to create new ways, new systems by which this is possible. And you just suggested something, you know, that is so practical that we create a domain for any individual. Everything, you know, to, the everyone, to everyone their own domain, to everyone their own app. And 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 monet and be take back control of your life your privacy your ip because yes. it is what you love to do what you have to do what you want to do and so if you can spend your life doing what you want to do rather than what you have to do yes. to assist um and get paid for it yes uh by moving to the left-hand side of the dot, you're no longer a rounding error. Very true, very true. And uh, also that will uh, bring the integrity of the data. Right now, a lot of this intelligence is emerging based on the data where, you know, we are not sure whether that uh, data is accurate or not because they're using social media data and they're using all data from, you know, insurance uh, and uh, all different, you know, formats that is coming on but we just don't know if that data is accurate with this model that you are proposing the integrity of the data will also emerge so 
anyone you know and then you know based on the nature of the data that any user wants it they can you know purchase it license it and uh, the individuals exactly. are, and you get a wire transfer per, per, yes. per month from every robot that you hire forward slash put your facebook dot xyq there yes and 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 the one of the most exciting things about it is 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 that is that it is it's the pre-capitalization potential of it um again I, I i say wall street has proved one great value that you can make fiat money work with relative stability of inflation and and deflationary pressures so why not generalize that to each human being as a market cap okay with uh with a evaluation at birth that says hey we're going to fund this child without taxation uh, all the way through uh college you know it's not it if it if it's not inflationary for google to to go public why would it be inflationary for a child to be born? Yes. They're both future values. Now, our system in particular has a uh, uh, a quality uh, that I think is really, really important. When you move to the left-hand side of the dot, the words that you use to describe yourself are important. And so how about this? What if you could create your own page one on Google, Bing, and Yahoo in a week? Create your own page one. Um, basically, because, you know, what do you think is more valuable? Lipitor.com or lower my cholesterol? Really? Okay, so what's what's more valuable? Best plumber in uh, Topeka, Kansas, as a, or or Bobby's Plumbing. Dot, dot com. Yes. Okay. I, I so you know Bobby in Kansas, you're not going to know who the heck you're typing in. So if you type in a phrase in Google, for example. Why not register the phrases that describe who, with, what, when, where, why, and how that you are unique? Yes, that is that is very important, and also it what it could do. Right now, your the goals around this what you're talking are different, but the way I see it is that it also increases. It helps with the security because think about it: if every action if everything that a human does right from the birth is you know included in that is tracked in that and is uh, reported you know in that system that you are creating then you know the right now if you see all these emerging technologies they have dual use so it could be used for good it could be used for bad and this democratization of destruction do it yourself movement that you know <laughs> It's the price of weapons of mass destruction falling into lower class income brackets. Exactly. So that's a real transformation of security. The, you touched on something I want to come back to because you really you really touched a, uh, a nerve for me on, on something you just said. Um, if you wanted the greatest economic 
uh, renaissance in history, perhaps, I don't know, but at least modern history. Um, take a look at uh, the credit rating agencies. Okay. Very true. Um, you got in the US, you got the three major consumers and uh, Standard Poor's and, and Moody's for currency and other uh, more complex uh, instruments. You know, if they were to um, um, have algorithms that are not opaque, but rather respect human values, uh, it's actually the rating agencies for credit that are throttling the global economy, in my opinion, okay? The, the, the algorithms of who is valuable and who is not in terms of credit worthiness. Um, I'll give you an example. I had $5 million stolen from me in 2001 um, from an annuity agency that just went rogue. Uh, several of us millionaires were just raped. Um, and it tanked my credit score uh, below 600 uh, for a number of years um, until the felons were put in jail and SEC did their job and FBI did and so forth. But what did that theft have to do with my credit worthiness? Sure. You know, and so what does a, 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 a young new worker uh, have to do to prove their credit worthiness? What if the credit rating agencies were to be focused on as an injection instrument for economic growth by changing the algorithms in their credit uh, 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 systems, their credit authorization systems, you would have so many cars fly off the lots, you'd have so many homes bought, uh, you'd have so many developmental projects just by changing the damn code uh, in the top five agencies in this in this nation that rate credit. Um, and if I were ever president for a day, that's what I would start out with, basically. Uh, because, look, we are entering the era of abundance. Yes. And we built these incredible mobilizing machines. And we need to share the productivity benefit, not hoard it. And uh, so the democratization of the instruments of productivity of our machines need to be shared. By all, and uh, that's a vision that I'm I'm um, doing my best uh, with our teams to to advance, and we have some explicit proposals uh, that are being made to uh, uh, at least the U.S. government uh, on what could be done in that matter. Yes, very true. Because these are necessary things. Because as we move forward, if all the wealth and all the prosperity is located in one nation or few nations then what happens to the rest of the humanity? I mean, not only this economic uh, singularity that's coming our way, but also the space age that is emerging before us with the space mining and asteroid mining and all the trillions, quadrillions dollars of worth, you know, of uh, economy that is emerging. Who is going to benefit? Because right now we, the laws are that, you know, whoever mines the product belongs to them. The resources belong to uh, those uh, innovators, entrepreneurs. But what happens to the rest of the nations? So these are big questions we do need to think about because the system that you just talked about, the credit rating system, they are all outdated. 
all these systems are outdated they are not you know working effectively and they are not giving us the what we need the data the credit rating or you know whether who should be given loan or who should who is worthy or who is capable of paying back none of those things you know the systems are not working so we do need to transform the systems and i hope that what you are working on all the new initiatives that are emerging from your organization your thought leadership that we are able to solve some of these complex problems that you know we are facing and that we are able to what you build the foundation that we are able to build on that and solve you know bigger problems for the all the nations for the future of humanity so that we can you know all unite and uh, collectively we can work towards exploring the space and exploring you know the universe and uh, you know create uh, new planets or you know uh, or create the, not new planets we can create new planets but we can create homes for the humanity on these new planets in the solar system so i hope that we are able to do that having said that what would you like to tell our global viewers and listeners about not only your initiatives but also about those young curious minds who are who wants to you know solve big problems facing humanity not just their community or their nation but for the humanity what would you like to tell them that where they should focus on and what they should be doing you know going forward thank you for that opportunity my acid test for myself and our teams is if a 12-year-old African-American young girl in South Central LA with one and a half parents, two and a half siblings, and four and a half gunshots with an earshot uh, every night, um, if that 12-year-old girl can uh, grow up believing that she could become Uhura on a real starship instead of competing with robots to flip burgers at Burger King for a minimum wage. Um, that young girl is going to pursue a wholly different path in life. And so the Academy of Science and Arts was this is kind of a secret, but it's, I guess, no longer. Uh, it is intended to build kind of like the precursor to a Starfleet Academy, where we're really making the fundamental physics advancements um, uh, in, in how to control gravity and how to, uh, to leave the solid fuel aid behind and how we can grow two by fours out of carbon fiber instead of cut down trees. Um, how you can have force field walls, um, how you could even have a floating car uh, and land on your garage rather than take off on the, the wheels. Over the next 30 to 40 years, starting next year, this is not any longer um, a lifetime away. Um, I'm 48, so the generation younger than me and older than me are living a singularity, as you said. And it is our great privilege. Uh, I, I pinch myself when I get up to be able to 
work on these things and perhaps have some real impact and inspiring uh, young people with the, with the fact that it's possible with new physics breakthroughs. This is the point of our call in the first place. Yes. How will physics impact the global economy? Yes. Profoundly, because it's going to create the most sweeping economic development uh, 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 renaissance uh, since the, the last one, um, probably a lot bigger. And it's going to give the opportunities for young minds to, to drop their weapons and let them to begin to rust. Yes. Okay. Uh, and, and, and over the next few decades, uh, uh, ethnic conflicts, which often too often boil down to resource constraints and, um, inherited grudges from haves and haves nots. Um, and so I really, I'm serious when I say our R&D programs in advanced science uh, can make science fiction into science fact. And if that's possible, we can inspire generations to come and and renew our world and uh, start making some colonies on other ones. Wonderful. Now, that is the hope and that should be the dream. It's all about imagination. If we can imagine something, we can, you know, create that. We can build that. So we, the young people, should not focus on too much on grades and all that, but they should start, you know, understanding the fundamentals of the science, so that they can, you know, begin imagining and they can begin creating their vision, and then they can go after that. And with the academy that you're talking about, that would be a wonderful place to start. So thank you so much, Joseph, for participating in Risk Roundup today. We appreciate your thoughtful insight on quantum physics application of financial industry. We, although we couldn't go much into the detail, you know, we just talked about the cryptocurrency and the broader. We can talk about security issues in yes, yes. the next call. Yes, there is a lot to talk. So, yes, we should have definitely another risk roundup. So, even if a single decision maker can understand the strategic implications of what we just talked about based on the discussion we had today. This Risk of Dialogue has been of service, and we thank you for that. Go to newphysicsteam.org. Newphysicsteam. Oh. That's a start. Okay, wonderful. So, new thank physics you. Thank you so much. So Risk Roundup, a global initiative launched by Risk Group, is a security risk reporting for risk emerging from existing and emerging technologies, technology convergence and transformation happening across cyberspace, aquaspace, geospace, and space. We at Risk Group believe that risk management, security, and peace, they walk together hand in hand. Though security is related to management of threats and peace to the management of conflict, risk management is related to management of security vulnerabilities as well as management of conflict. And it is not possible to conceive any one of the three without the existence of the other two. All three concepts feed into each other. We believe that the security we build for ourselves is precarious and uncertain until it is secure for everyone across nations. Tradition becomes our security. So if we build a culture of managing risk effectively, it will lead us to security and security will lead us to peace. Let's manage the existing and emerging risk together. For more information on the risk roundups, to watch the risk roundup webcast or hear the risk roundup podcast, please go to riskgroupllc.com and do not forget to subscribe and share. Until next time, I'm Jayashree, host of Risk Roundup, signing off. See you next time. Thank you.